This is You Gotta Have Faith. It is faith. In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where uh, we stand, where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world, but it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. And today is Friday, uh, the 20th of Sept- uh, October, and uh, I'm Reg Clay with uh, Craig Dixon. Craig, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you, Reg? This uh, is Craig Dixon. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you for the salutation, <laughs> which is a precursor to what we'll be talking about. <laughs> it's unusual that it's Friday, but uh, I have a... Uh, um, a day-long run-through of um, the musical uh, Nia, uh, which we part of the Musical Cafe Showcase, um, along with uh, three others. And so that's happening on Saturday. So I said, hey, you know, we can't do Saturday. Let's do Friday. So, hey, here we are. And it's going to be running for three days. That's right, three days, October 26, 27, 28. You can go to uh, musicalcafe.org if you want to uh, buy tickets to uh, see Musical uh, Nia. There's also um, Love the Struggle, Pickpocket, and uh, The Loving Tree. Um, there are a lot of th- great things happening at Piano Fight. Uh, I've talked about it a bunch on the Yay, but um, if you want to see um, some great 20-minute s- musical snippets, check out Piano Fight, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. All right. So um, shall we open it up with our prayer? Please do. Go ahead. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for a wonderful, beautiful Friday morning. Um, we thank you for just being alive and breathing uh, fresh air and um, for... Everything that you've blessed us with, I ask that you bless us with our words and um, bless us as we read through your scriptures and to see if we can find some greater meaning. We thank you that uh, you speak through us and that we can be a um, a conduit uh, so that those can hear your words uh, through this podcast. And we ask that everything that we do uh, is in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So... We have a little focus that's a little that's away from Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, we've been hitting Matthew uh, 22 and 23, <laughs> um, but we're, we're deviating away from that a little bit. I'll De- let you go ahead. Well, deviating away from this. So I guess yeah. the, what, I've, what, I, what I've got for us is uh, letters from Paul. Um, I guess this week we're going to be looking at just... The very first passage in First Thessalonians, and I guess Thessalonians, just to kind of give some background, is the capital, or it was the capital at that time of Greater Macedonia. Mm-hmm. So, after Christ's death, the apostles, including Paul, are, are traveling all around, uh, connecting with groups of Christians mm-hmm. in other lands, groups of Christians that are kind of the minority being oppressed. Uh, throughout this entire area, there is the the Roman Empire, which is the governing political body of all of these disparate factions, tribes, and mm-hmm. whatever. So Paul's 
um, reaching out, traveling around to these various places and trying to connect with these Christian brothers and sisters and be encouraging and there's a, there's motive for, you know for them to go out and work harder mm-hmm. and recognition of them fighting whatever oppression or, or or things that they were dealing with but all of this is these letters are, are written to other religious leaders mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier that uh, you know that basically at this time it was an oral tradition right those who read or wrote were uh, were considered, you know, kind of a small faction of right. political or religious leaders. Yeah, the vast majority of folks uh, basically they just spoke by word. They spoke by word. Um, so. I don't know. If a lot of them even read. Uh, how to read? May, may not so much. Maybe yeah. and there, yeah. there was a diff- there was every different language to deal with as well. Right. That's right. But apparently the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit and had sort of this dynamism that would either allow or inspire (laughs) them to get beyond these uh, practical Mm -hmm. obstacles. Hard to believe, but that's part of believing, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, basically what you're talking about is Paul not only is writing to the Thessalonians, but also the Corinthians and the Romans and the Hebrews. And the Galatians. And, you know. So there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. We're going to read the very first mm-hmm. um, few verses from the very first chapter of, of Thessalonians. Yeah, and I'll, I'll first Thessalonians. Yeah. I should say. So this is First Thessalonians chapter one through ten, and I'm reading the NIV version. Um, Paul, Silas, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Okay. And there it is, First Thessalonians chapter one through t- um, chapter one, verse one through ten. Yeah, fantastic. And l- as I told you uh, before, Reg, mm-hmm. uh, when we first uh, when I first got this, as far as our tract that we're doing this yeah. week, and I think next week we're doing Second Thessalonians. Oh, okay. Um, this is mere, this is a preamble or salutation. Right, exactly. Peace, grace, and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. Yeah. Pretty dry stuff. I mean, I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh. 
how are we going to talk about right, this? Exactly. But, yeah, we had been talking about it also in Romans 1, I think Ephesians 1, uh, Hebrews 1. Uh, Corinthians 1 and 2. Right, exactly. Galatians 1. The, the, uh, the salutation is exactly the same, grace and peace to you. There's some deviations, but basically it's the same theme, grace and peace to you. And apparently, uh, you know, upon a little research and, and some mm-hmm. talk with some other uh, Bible scholars who I, mm-hmm. I I meet with throughout the week, yeah. As I as I try and learn more about it, um, so the uh, the typical recurrent uh, Greek letter formula mm-hmm. is grace to you and peace, and that's that's how Paul typically, um, you know, mm-hmm. would start his salutation in letters, and uh, Paul refers to, you know, he's referring to a Roman kind of a similar Roman kind of political. Salutation or letter, yeah, which was um, peace and security uh, was kind of how the Romans would would do it in their in their particular you know format, right? And um, it's it's and Paul's kind of recognizing, uh, I guess, is that this is clearly a political slogan, right? That's as- ascribed to the realm of the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and and. And in a way, Paul's kind of sticking a little, you know, pointing a little stick at that, kind of <laughs> shattering it a little bit, saying, like, you know, you, it, we all say, you know, peace and security, peace and security. But let me say grace and peace because, you know, the his empire, mm-hmm. in, you know, the God's empire in, right. in Paul's mind is going to pretty much shatter, you know, or, or over, you know, overshadow mm-hmm. any, any, um, any large political force. Right. And. Even though that's not the case right now, these mm-hmm. are just little guys roaming around trying to form a church. Right. Um, you know, in a way, he's being kind of kind of rebellious and also making a kind of a promise, like you know, mm-hmm. things are bad now. We know you've suffered and you've turned to God and you're doing all the good things. Mm-hmm. And but there's going to be another another time. Yeah. You know where. You will not be oppressed. We, we, we won't just be this kind of like small boys. Right. And, yeah, I guess there are two things going on. Number one, you had mentioned it before. He's mm-hmm. taking a salutation used by the Romans all the time mm-hmm. and sort of twisting it and putting a Christian spin on it by adding grace. Yeah. Also, he's addressing folks, although Rome is the, you know, the I guess the world, I mean, Rome is probably the greatest um, empire in all the world at this time. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, uh, these people aren't, they're, they're not getting the fruits of, uh, you know, we think, oh, I'd love to live in Rome. I'd, I'd live like a king or whatever. Well, you may be a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be, um, you know, totally ostracized and uh, you may be thrown into, you know, the, uh, what is it, the um, killed by lions <laughs> and all of that stuff, okay. which they did for sport. Right. So it sounds like Paul is saying, listen, I know you're being oppressed, but there will be a time where, um, where where God will save you. You know, God, we we are brothers and sisters. Yeah. So they would all know what that peace and security. Mm-hmm. It would be that slogan, right? And His grace and peace is definitely, you Dif- know, yeah, a spin on that. The right. other thing that we kind of, and and like I said, this is this text is pretty dry. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that we kind of uh, got about it and uh, are trying to dig, dig into it mm-hmm. is the. This idea of a salutation, this idea, nobody writes letters anymore, do they? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Lost so, art, yeah. yeah so, uh, so this idea, even though it, it probably was written down, given mm-hmm. to another religious leader, yeah. 
and uh, then read amongst people who who uh, were getting the tradition orally. Right. You know, this was about what was going on until like Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah I imagine Paul know. would write the letter to someone Just who would then recite that letter. Recite the letter, who would recite the letter, who would recount the letter, sure. or whatever. Sure. Sort of like Christ's teaching some parables. Right. You know, that happened yeah. that way. Um, so, but but there's a point in there. There's a, it's a small point, mm-hmm. but, but it's worth digging out, is that he presents this, uh, opening the salutation mm-hmm. with, "Hey, how you doing?" Right. Or, "Dear sir, or madam, grace and peace." Right. There is a there's a there's there's something a little bit more, and and, it, and you can reflect upon it in those other passages, those other preambles. Right. Is that he's saying, "God damn it, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I am glad to talk to you. I'm glad that you mm-hmm. are." Are accepting of me. I'm glad to, to yeah. be able to, you know, to say that you're, you know, you know, that we're yeah. brothers and sisters, and yeah. we're doing the same work. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad about God. I'm glad about Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he gets on to the motive of the letter, you know, which is, and now here's the stuff I need you to do. Right. And you may say, well, okay, there's a salutation. And we've all gone through there before where let's say, whether it's a, hi, how are you doing? Hi, how oh, you I'm doing fine. Yeah. And it's Grace like, okay. Peace, man. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or like I work in the DA's office and there's always like a letterhead or I mean, mm-hmm. there's like a, the beginning, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a, what do you call it? Um, where you copy and paste. Basically. For, well, uh, like a form letter. Yeah, have a blessed day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a form letter which the yeah. court will recognize. Yeah. And if you don't do the form letter correctly, then the courts can throw it out because you didn't yeah. fo- form, you know, you didn't do things the right way. And then you fill in the specifics yeah. of the case. Yeah. And so a lot of us take for granted or, you know, we sort of overlook the, you know, the, the, um, the salutation. Hi, are you doing? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But in Paul's case, it's very, very important. He has to communicate, and he has to make a connection quickly with these folks, or else they won't believe in the they're church. Like, they won't be a church like unless they're Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, feel like Paul's just, you know, you know, bound by his motives and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, the things that he needs to do. A lot of people say he's misunderstood. I'm just learning about Paul. So I'm, I'm kind of just digging into this for the first time. So. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of just taking little bits of this preamble apart and kind of pulling it apart. But yeah. But that, when I was talking to you about that, actually just saying instead of, hi, hey, how are you, or right. whatever, um, if you're actually really kind of grateful to find these new people mm-hmm. or to or to connect with these new people, mm-hmm. I mean, are, are glad. Like, one of the things we talked about, and this was kind of like a, a way of digging into this mm-hmm. a little bit, of the spirit of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Really, truly being thankful, thankful, you know, to be a part of this fellowship mm-hmm. with other human beings, thankful to, you know, venture out and, and reach into, you know, mm-hmm. other people's lives, strangers' lives, yeah. damaged people's lives, people yeah. in trouble. We talked about, and this is something you may think about, and I have a story about sure, it, but sure. uh, one, one of the things we talked about and wanted to think about, and I encourage other people to think about it, is think about what drew you in to becoming a part of a of a Christian community, say, mm-hmm. or a religious community, or, sure. or whatever. I think, and and who was your mentor, and how did that happen? Yeah. Now I can actually remember this, and mm-hmm. it's shocking because I think I was only five or six. 
Is that right? Tell yeah. me the story. Well, I, you know, my parents both worked, and mm-hmm. so they dumped me off at daycare since I was like, you know, like yeah. a, a week old. Sure. And so I existed in this kind of daycare center for, mm-hmm. to, for my first five years and just kind of left there. Same as your brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah, during business hours, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's where I spent my time. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, it was kind of like just my what I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd get spankings and, you know, and and have to follow this, you know, order, yeah. you know. Yeah, You know, take naps when you want to, eat, with, eat when they mm-hmm. say, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know. Time is time for play. Time to sit over here mm-hmm. and be silent. And, yeah, you know, and it was a, and it and it was kind of just not really a great experience. Uh, it was just a, about you know following rules, trying to figure out what the rules were, <laughs> sort of being nervous all the time. Yeah, because you didn't really feel any kind of like connection with anybody yeah. there. You're this wrong. is what civilization is all about. People it, it, shake hands was, and, and it was, yeah, it was like it was like child prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so when I became five, yeah. I I got a chance to go to kindergarten and mm-hmm. I was like amazed just because it was a kindergarten mm-hmm. sponsored by the the church my uh, my family was involved with mm-hmm. the Episcopal Church and there was a, a Father Abbott and his wife you know ran ran the church and mm-hmm. I remember that they saw that I liked to color and draw and, mm-hmm. and stuff and so they mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mrs Abbott said well why don't you make a book hmm. and I was like well what Make a book, make a story up, and make a book, and we'll publish your book. And I was just like, "What?" I was blown away, and and so I made this book about a lonely little raindrop. It seemed like my life story <laughs> at the time. But suddenly, uh-huh. you know, you know, came out of a cloud and with all kinds of other little raindrops. And it was just this kind of story. And she goes, and she would, I think she probably encouraged the plot line because mm-hmm. I was only five. And yeah. she said, "You need a picture here. You need a picture." And basically, she mm-hmm. was. She took this nervous little kind of like isolated child, which I was, yeah, and brought me in. Wow, you know, just brought me in and said, "You be you, and I'm going to appreciate you and love you uh-huh. and encourage you." And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I maybe that was the, my first kind of Christian foray. Maybe it felt like my first creative kind of, mm-hmm. you know, expression. Yeah, where I was like, "My gosh, I'm a." I'm special. People, li- people, yeah. people like me and want me to do things. You know. Did, and you, did she really publish it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think yeah. 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 She 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 made sure that you know there were multiple copies. I don't know how she did it, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was just like you mm-hmm. know. And once that was done, she went on to the next kid and helped mm-hmm. them do something. Yeah. Yeah. I was fine. Now now I had confidence and I could interact with kids. Yeah. And I had something that I was proud of. Yeah. You know, and it was just. Man, it was it was just a a, a really cool thing, and it's an awesome story. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. But and I, and I think about Paul. You know, he's not only introducing Christ to people's lives, but he's saying, "Hey, Christ can you know you are if Christ thinks of you as being something special, mm-hmm. just like that teacher mm-hmm. was like, hey, I see your gift. Yeah, she, let's create.' Yeah, she was the wife of the of the of the father of the of the reverend at the yeah. church. Yeah, so it, you know there was. There was that um, there was that personal encounter. Yeah, you know, and you're right. Paul is in, in this one, and we could kind of I know I know I'm reaching, but we can kind of translate to these people. Mm-hmm. You know, he's making that personal encounter. Yeah, to these other folks too. Mm-hmm. You know, saying we're always giving, we're always thanking God for you. Right. You know, everybody talks about 
you know, all the good work you're doing. It kind of goes without saying, but I'm here to thank you. You know, right? Yeah, that Thessalonians. I've, I've got a yeah. uh, turn turned back to there uh, where that verse is, where he says he knows he's mm-hmm. he's heard yeah. the good works that you've done, mm-hmm. and he he specifically talks about how. They used to, you know, they... Yeah, it says the news about your faithfulness to God has spread, so we don't even have to mention it. You right. can tell us what sort of welcome you've had and how you've done all the good works, you yeah. know. And verse 7, and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Mm-hmm. You're a model, just like you, as you were a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other kids who may have been a little upset is like, "Hey, why is Craig Dickerson, little Craig, getting all this?" Yeah, he gets he gets he gets yeah. this <laughs> the book. <laughs> but you were a model at that time of, yeah. of the other kids. Well, I was I was there for to be worked on. Right. I mean, we were talking about when we meet people. How, mm-hmm. I mean, especially new people. I mean, it's like sure. you know, we say, <coughs> you know, sometimes you know, it's not under the best of circumstances. Right. Like. I'll meet somebody, and, and, and in the very first impression, I'll go, like, oh, my God, that's, that's one damaged human being. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, like I was telling you, uh, I've started rehearsals for Civil War Christmas, and um, one of the things that I do, and it may be a little uh, stoic or, or standoffish, but I will be very, very silent. I'm not really one to immediately um, be gregarious or whatever, at least from the on- onset. And I think it comes from, I talked about when I was growing up, I grew up in uh, a rather, I grew up in Washington, D.C. at a time where it was sort of rough. And um, in junior high school, you know, kids were getting beat up left and right. And so my way of handling that was just to be completely silent. To have like a wait and see? Yeah, like a wait and see, oh, a sort of a, yeah. I don't know, a dark night thing where it's like, <laughs> oh my God, what is he thinking? He never says anything. Yeah. So anyway... I went into the first rehearsal for some yeah, Nobody would ever believe that now. What people think of me or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, it's like, when people first meet me, they scratch their heads a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I meet someone for the first time, I'm rather stoic, but I'm studying people. Like, I studied the folks at Civil War Christmas, the first rehearsal, mm-hmm. and I got to see, you know, what, what people's energies were. Some people were nervous. Some people were gregarious. Oh, I know Jimmy. Hey, man, you know, we worked at the last thing and whatever. And and some were a little nervous because, you know, let's say they were actors but not singers. And some were singers but not actors. And some may have had a bad day at work. And so they don't feel like being gregarious. Like, or some may have been dark nights like you. And you're just too, like, stone cold birds just staring at each other. What I do is um, I'll pick up something. Like, let's say someone says, um, oh, I'm from Texas. And they may say it to someone else. Then when I say, hi, how are you doing, I can add something else to say, hey, I have a special connection or bond to you. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what it's all about, especially as us Christians. You know, we want to, I think we're directed to finding what the bonds are. Yeah. Um, to Because we are sisters and brothers. If we truly believe that we are children of God, then we are sisters and brothers. And we're going to talk to one another. Exactly. And we've got to... Be able to yeah. enter into uncomfortable situations yeah. with one. I mean, like we were talking about speaking of letters and mm-hmm. protocols and right. and proper ways in which you address mm-hmm. people yeah. in a political sense. We've gotten a lot of that this week. Through Absolutely. What to do <laughs> versus <laughs> what not to do. Exactly. <laughs> you are, of course, referencing uh, number 45 and his... Um, his phone call to uh, a, 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 a mother whose son died. Um, his his unique, I believe in Niger. His yeah. un, his unique way of communicating. Yeah, 
um, where he didn't want to, you know, he basically well, he had to introduce himself to her. He probably had to say, <laughs> "Hey, uh, widow, how are you?" Or, right. I am fine. Yeah. Um, everything's good here in Washington. Sure. Right. And you know, he could have just, e- even if he doesn't have, I mean, I think. Because we can get into empathy and why people have empathy and why people are not empathetic, and we can get into narcissism. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't want to get let, let me stay on track, but you know yeah. Trump basically was like, well, you know, I guess he, according to uh, the senator, I mean, according to the state senator who was also listening to the phone call, Trump had basically said, well, you know, you, your son knew what he was getting into, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's and tough. That's tough. Yeah, and you tell that to a mother whose son died. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, and then Gen- General Kelly came out and tried to explain how you do it properly. Right. You know, you 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 uh, you you say you know what your personal yeah you know you exactly know, feelings were, and, yeah. and you try and find the common bond between your personal feelings. Yeah. You know about a situation right. and and how it must you know mm-hmm. how it must how it must resonate yeah you know well, don't pay attention to what he said but you have to, I think you have to have personal feelings first well, sure and you know we when i think about let's say you know the president makes a phone call to you know the mother of a fallen soldier and all that stuff i'm like well you know he's, he's got to do that i've never really thought about it in the past mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you have someone who clearly hasn't thought about it and who sort of just pooches it and you realize just how important it is yeah and we heard from there was a father who, you know, he's talking about, he talked about how Obama, you know, invited him to the White House and his wife mm-hmm. and how they embraced him and hugged him mm-hmm. and how he, he, and this was a, you know, conservative white guy who was, in, who was talking to this president, Democratic president, probably didn't care about him beforehand. All of a sudden his son dies yeah. and his, this president gives empathy. And true emotions and feelings, saying, "Listen, we really it's not really just sorry. this perfunctory kind of. Oh gosh, yeah, I needed to call that person. Right. I mean, uh, the person actually I mean, in I, the I, way. I, yeah, I, yeah. It slipped my mind. Sorry, sorry, ABC News. <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. And um, you know, we may think, oh well, what's the big deal? It's just pomp and circumstance. Hi, how are you doing? Or you know, it's whatever. But it can have meaning if you want it to have meaning. You know, you. It's up to you if you want to make a connection to your fellow brother and sister. Well, it's a difference between trying to unify someone and just trying to uh, get your own, um, you know, your own needs across. Mm-hmm. Paul, and the reason I'm kind of discovering Paul a little bit is because, yeah. like, he's not without motive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a purpose for these salutations. There's a purpose for, right. for this perfunctory, mm-hmm. you know, you know, reaching out. Yeah, it's to go to the church and to get them to do the works that, you know, he's expecting of them, mm-hmm. but. What I'm trying to say here, and one of the things we took apart in this particular thing, is if you come at it with what we were calling a spirit of thankfulness. Right. I mean, if you're a conscience, or just put a conscious kind of like mm-hmm. guideline, mm-hmm. along with, hey, how you doing, grace and peace, right. or whatever. <laughs> if, you can, if, if we can operate from a mentality mm-hmm. of, of uh, spirit of thankfulness, and by that I mean, you know, the Holy Spirit, being really happy sure. and grateful, mm-hmm. even if you have to manufacture it, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. if you, even if you don't have explanation for sure. it, um, just be glad that you're looking eye, in, mm-hmm. eye to eye, yeah. you know, with this person, mm-hmm. and you're accepting however damaged the situation may be on the onset. Like sure. I said, I was a nervous little fidgety five-year-old, right? and I needed... You know, mm-hmm. someone to come in and just 
you know, wrap their little arms around me, mm-hmm. you know, or their big arms around me. Yeah. And just for a minute. Mm-hmm. And boom, had a great effect. Right. I mean, suddenly I was a bit transformed. Right. So I'm not just talking about disarming people. Yeah. I'm talking about you can make a difference right. in the smallest possible yeah. way. And, you know, as, as us actors, we, you know, we focus on words. You know, we're yeah. constantly looking at scripts and saying, yeah. okay, what does it really mean? Yeah. How do I really give it significance instead of just running through it? I remember Susan Evans would always say, hey, that line has significance. Go back and focus on that line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah. what does it really mean? And when I think about especially um, – so reading back to it, Thessalonians, first chapter, first verse, just first verse. To the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. And you've made, you emphasized that the Romans don't mention grace at all. No, it's, it, it's a peace and security. Right, That's exactly. their phrase. And grace yeah. means a lot because really what's the difference between someone just saying, hey, how are you doing? And yeah. someone really saying, hey, Craig. How's it going? Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's grace. You know, are you grateful that someone has come to me? I mean, you know, when someone, okay, I'm a single guy um, and I'm constantly in the dating scene. As a matter of fact, if there's someone who wants to, you know, hook me up or whatever, you know, hit me up on Facebook. Um, but when I talk to someone, especially a woman, um, I, I'm grateful that she's taken the time to meet with me, to spend some time with me. You know, we, we take for granted that, uh, I mean, people can be anywhere and everywhere. And when people take the time, let's say, to listen to this podcast, mm. to go to a show, like how many times have you asked someone, hey, can you come to my show? And like, well, you know, I'll see what I can do. And let's say they, they show up, or let's say, have you been to a show? And all of a sudden you see someone in the audience like, oh, there's that guy. Someone took the time to come in. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how many times I've heard uh, when, when women would go out on dates and they'd yeah. come back and go, all he did was talk about himself. <laughs> and right. if you just take the time to kind of like, you know, have yeah. a little, you know, I mean, if you're just like the spirit of Thanksgiving can motivate, you know, yeah. the other person to the more intentional and thoughtful yeah. ways yeah. of communicating yeah. with one another. I that's mean, exactly right. I mean, that's what you want. That you want, you want that greater intimacy, don't you? Well, that's the road. Sure. Yeah. Well, us, us <laughs> men are horrible in that, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we just don't care. I I've mean, learned a few things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're way better in communication than men because, you know, women really, really care. And words mean a lot, a lot. You know, we've seen that in the Weinstein thing or even, you know, like the there's this Me Too campaign. And then there's a question of, well, how do men react to when we hear women say, yes, I've been a victim of sexual abuse and assault. Yeah. And we've had some guys step on the third rail. It's like, well, you know, how are you dressed and all that stuff? It's like, well, wait a minute. You got to watch. watch. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely stupid. With me. I think the proper response is like, thank you for saying this. Exactly. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. At least. Right. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Have some humility. Now I can uh, now I can be motivated to ask for forgiveness. Right. You know, that's exactly I, right. Because probably a lot of the men are silent because they're like, whoops, um, I don't know what I did. Right. I mean, I'm, as a husband, I can tell you this. I go through this a lot. I don't know what I did, <laughs> but maybe if I just, you know, <laughs> sit here long enough, I could be forgiven. Sure. <laughs> no, but, no, I think, I think the, the main thing I want to say to the, that, that yeah. Me Too communication yeah. is that, yeah, I, I want to thank you yeah. for correcting me yeah. and, and specifically knowing, mm-hmm. you know, how I can go forward sure. and find forgiveness. Yeah. You know, especially... 
you know, each of us wants to work right. to understand and to have understanding and to understand and to yeah. be understood. Sure. I mean, that's that's why we'll you know we're communicating a lot the way we're doing now. Like I said, the first first it was an oral tradition. Yeah. Then Gutenberg came, and then <coughs> and then all of a sudden people were, you know, you know being mm-hmm. get, given communication from dark stranger parts of the world that they would never have, you know, you know, that kind of intimacy with otherwise. And now we're living in a digital tradition. Well, uh, tradition is, it's hardly, I don't know if you can call it a tradition yet because it's just kind of a new thing. Right, exactly. And I don't even know if it can be preserved because, you know, it's just ones and zeros. I mean, you know, you wipe out a disk space all of a sudden. You know, your IMs are, you know, like if you noticed, if you send an IM instant message to someone, Mm -hmm. if you close that IM out, let's say if you swipe it because, I don't know, you want to preserve space, Mm -hmm. you've lost it. So Mm -hmm. it's gone. Mm -hmm. And we do take for granted. I mean, you know, we we live in a world now where it's so easy to communicate with someone all over the world. Like I have a friend in India, Mm -hmm. and I can connect with her almost immediately. Mm -hmm. But we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, we we like, hi, how are you doing? Well, we send an emoji. Mm-hmm. OMG, you know, er- everything is in, in these, you know. What fascinates me yeah. about it is that, uh, you know, and, and what's being recognized yeah. is this kind of tribal thing that's happening mm-hmm. amongst societies yeah. in America. And I have, I, I'm <coughs> thinking all over the world yeah. when you look at all the, you know, the different kinds of, you know, uh, aggressive behavior that's happening in within mm-hmm. cultures, mm-hmm. within our culture, we yeah. see it in many ways. Sure, but at the same time, the internet and and the digital age has forced people into kind of a uh, an isolation as well. Sure, I mean a, a tribe of one. Yeah, you know my my ego yeah. is equal to this entire you know mm-hmm. community. You know I have an equal voice. Yeah, so I'm just as great. And, and they're no greater. Yeah. And this kind of communication is very confusing. It, what do you call a community? Yeah. And what do you call your role within that community? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times your role is to be nurtured, mm-hmm. you know, like mine was. I, yeah. was. I was brought in. I was nurtured. I was fostered. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, after I wrote that little raindrop book, yeah. it was I, – I wasn't given the same amount of attention. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I had I had to be cut from that community a little bit in order. Well, the teacher had to focus on someone else. In order, because yeah, there were other there were other kids, right? You know, who had other needs, right? Um, this was a, a little bit of a heartbreak. Yeah, I, I like that attention. I like that security. Yeah, you know, and and you know, we were talking <coughs> off off mic because uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Dr. King when mm-hmm. he, you know, when my uh, parents. When I, when I grew up, when I was around five or six years old, um, there was a lot of talk about Dr. King because in 1968 he, he passed away and then the next year I was born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up in a community where there were burnt out buildings everywhere. I mean, uh, it really just looked like I remember the, 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 um, the movie theater that me and my mom would always go to to see these horror movies that I should not have been seeing at the age of six and seven, <laughs> like the Manitou and uh, and Squirm, Killer Worms, and Maniac, and my mom was crazy. But in any case, I was like, why are these buildings all burned out? It's like, well, you know, when Dr. King died, um, we went crazy, and, you know, um, the community just burned the place down, and the yeah. city has never fixed it. And I was like, well, wow, why were people so upset? It's like, hey, we had a leader 
who guided us, and now he's gone. And where's the leadership now? What do we do now? Right, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, and my parents were trying to tell me the lesson. Hey, just because a leader is gone, like my dad would always say, listen, I could drop dead tomorrow. You have got to be independent enough to go on your own. So I've got to teach you. Which is a scary thing as a kid. Like, hey, don't tell me you're going to die. But I mean, he was a raising child. He was raising an adult. He really believed that. He really believed, hey. Yeah. I'm going to give you, you know, I'm not going to give you Kool-Aid. I'm going to give you the gin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the real, real truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a truth that we're uncomfortable with. You know, we want to be led. Like yesterday, I heard Barack Obama again. He was campaigning for, uh, there's a guy running for governor in Virginia. In Virginia. And um, I almost had tears in my eyes because it was like, miss, wow. Miss that stuff, huh? I missed it. <laughs> Man, did I miss it. And you take for granted yeah. presidential speeches or speeches by leaders because yeah. it's like, well, here's another speech. Of course, it's just pomp and circumstance. Yeah. But when we hear someone, it's almost like I remember going around the same age that you were. You know, my, my parents sent me to – I was in the Boy Scouts, and I went to uh, Camp Goshen in Virginia. And I absolutely hated it. I mean, hated the camp leader. I hated the kids who, you know, were bullies. and Didn't want to be there at all. Didn't want to be there at all. And I was like, man, I miss home. I miss mom and dad. I miss the home cooking. I just missed. And when I got home and, you know, dad and I, I mean, the bond that I have with my dad is very, very strong. And just hearing his voice oh, again. I, I can feel it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was just great to hear that again. And it reminded me when I, yesterday when I heard Barack Obama, we take for granted communication until – we lose it, and then we, you know, we hear it again. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say a loved one. Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, like, imagine if they, I don't want to get, be gruesome, but let's say if Daisy, for whatever reason, left. You'd miss her voice. I'd miss everything. You'd miss everything. Yeah. But especially, like, you know, just hearing, like, there's some, you know, people who have left my life or whatever, and I can still hear mm-hmm. the way, you know, just the communication, how they spoke. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it didn't take a lot of communication. You know, the more you talk to someone, the more the, the greater the bond is. The less amount of energy it needs to communicate with that person. Like, I'm sure you know, know it with Daisy. Oh, yeah. Well, like just this week, <laughs> and I want to say condolences to my very good friend at church, Con, uh, Conway. Uh, his, yeah. his wife, Dorothy, of 69 years passed wow. um, just yesterday. Boy, that's a long, long, long time. Yeah. I, I got up and I told Daisy this morning, and I, I said, you got to give me a big, long hug because I want to <laughs> tell you how grateful I am. Absolutely. That you're here. And uh, mm-hmm. and whether our purpose at times is for you to take care of me or me take care of you, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for it now. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and just, and I think that's kind of what's inspired me to throughout this, this discussion sure. today is, sure. you know, the events of. How we communicate to one another, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen the right and wrong ways of doing it. Sure, and I know we talk about Christianity because that's our lens. Yeah, we talk about the Holy Spirit because that's something that we, <clears throat> you know, recognize. Sure, and can understand either through writings or talking with other people. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to make this podcast, you know, stretch out a little bit, mm-hmm. faith-wise. And what I w- just want to ask people to do is. Approach everyone with the with the with the idea that you're thankful for them already, because you know whether they're damaged or whether they hear it or whether mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it mm-hmm. or whether they just rather just listen to you mm-hmm. or not listen to you mm-hmm. or if you can just approach them by by a thank by thanking them that they exist. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad, Reg, you be you, man. Yeah. Like Paul says the, to the Thessalonians, hey Thessalonians. 
you be you. Mm-hmm. You know, you just be you just be the good people you are because we're glad. Right. We're glad you're there. Yeah. Um, you know, these, he's talking to strangers a lot of the times right. when he's saying this, but it's yeah. a very political thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a protocol thing to do. It's a perfunctory thing yeah. to do to call up somebody and thank them. Sure. Thank you for your service. I mean, that's what you need to do. Right. Just thank you for doing what you did. Yeah. And when you, you th- know? when you think about the people who we really care about and we think about throughout the years, they're the folks who really take the initiative to communicate. And it's unfortunate people like Trump don't understand that. I mean, when Trump, I don't want to, well, you know, any will, you know, everyone's got to go. I don't want to create any, what is it, bad, ill, ill thoughts or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if once Trump goes, is he, does he think about the legacy? Does he think about how many people will show up at his funeral or, you know, show up or will think of, think wonderful thoughts of him? I don't think he does because he's not making any effort to communicate seriously with people. I mean, he thinks about it as uh, the art of the deal and all of that sort of stuff. And I guess a lot of us can think of it that way, like we take it for granted. Like, well, I'll communicate with him if he means something to me, if he can do something for me. Like, uh, you know, that's the guy who's going to help make me $1,000. Hey, how's it going? You know, brown nosing and all that sort of stuff. But if you have empathy for anyone, anyone, I mean, they could be a homeless person. That homeless person could have been someone special. I think it's hard. It's it's hard mm-hmm. for people to see the difference right yeah. now because I I see a lot of people bemoaning the fact of how divisive our culture is right now because yeah. what they see mm-hmm. is, you know, dividing people is empowering these groups. I mean, they actually see it, and it's just mm-hmm. it's devastating to yeah. people because. And especially some people who kind of see or uh, uh, know a different world. You say you were born uh, just shortly after mm-hmm. uh, Dr. King died. I was born like, you know, uh, two months after Kennedy was shot in Dallas. Wow. My parents were a block away. Wow. And he was one of those big <coughs> motivating people in their, in their lives. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I came you know, I came up and they had the – the, the tapes of his speeches on records. Wow. Uh, they had LPs back then, yeah. and they yeah. had the complete Warren Commission and, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, everything. They were just like, they felt like they lost, you yeah. know, you know a great, great, yeah. you know, spiritual leader and, and hope mm-hmm. in their lives at that time, too. And I, and, and I think that I hear a lot of people, especially old-timers older than me, yeah. uh, saying, oh, there was a day when liberals could be liberals and conservatives could be conservatives and we could all live together and mm-hmm. talk and make things happen mm-hmm. in Congress. And, oh, there was a day when people didn't have to hate one another mm-hmm. and that you know, they could agree to disagree yeah. and whatever. And now we see, you know, like in these rallies down in Florida and these yeah. various, like, camp, they call them, like, campaign speeches the president because i think it's ridiculous he's still campaigning but um right but he will uh, you know he will start by dividing people right and and it and it has like an effect yeah and and i think that's what's so discouraging to a lot of people because they see like you know this kind of divisive Mm -hmm. crap working yeah i you know i remember being on a uh, my aunt gilda i um she was a, a woman who really took care of me. I mean, she was sort of my caregiver. <coughs> uh, she lived uh, with me. Um, it was me, my da- my mom and dad, and uh, Aunt Gilda. It was sort of the deal that dad made with uh, the family, the Clay family, that he would stay in the house that his grandfather owned. But Gilda had to stay there, and so Gilda raised me. And so we were on a bus, 
And of course, I'm just a rancankerous kid, and I'm sitting on the bus, and um, there's a woman who wants to sit down. And my guild, guild was like, listen, why don't you get up and let the woman sit? And I was like, that's my seat. I don't want to get up. She's like, listen, you need to have empathy. Get up and let her sit down. And I sort of rolled my eyes and got up and, you know, let her sit. And she just looked at me. And it was one of those disappointing looks. She didn't even say anything. She didn't want to make a scene in front of the um, the bus. Yeah, she was just like, oh, man. You're right, right, exactly. Yeah, too bad. And, uh, of course, I still think about that. It's wow. one, of those, one of those lessons that you still think about, it, you know, although it was gone, you know, it happened years and years ago. But it's about empathy. It's about, listen, everyone, you have a connection with everyone. If you see the connection, it's there, even though you may not believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um and as a Christian, we are sort of, that's a mandate. I don't, I don't see how you can call yourself a Christian if you don't have that type of humility for anyone, anyone, everyone. They may stink. They may speak differently, act differently. They may come from a different culture. They may say things that really, you know, repel you. But still, you are a Christian. If you, if you move yourself away, my, my grandmother would always say, how do you know that's not Jesus Christ right there? That homeless person, how do you know that's not Jesus Christ watching you right now? I'm like, that's a homeless person. But, hey, he may be faking it right now. Yeah. He may be just observing you. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a very existentialist question, but it's just true. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. You, you, you were asked to have this awareness from an early, early age. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, you do need to learn these things from an early age. Yeah. You know, I, I, having a mentor, being brought into a community mm-hmm. has, has – has did a great deal for me then, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, I returned to the church, you know, very, just barely a year ago, mm-hmm. seeking a community once again. So, I look at all that time in between and feel as though it's a little blurry, yeah, without purpose a lot, yeah, you know, and uh, and, you, and you had talked about earlier today, why do people come into the church? Well, in order to be embraced, in order, yeah. to, in order to get that strength. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like I said, you, you meet people, they met me. Mm-hmm. Well, the church brings in people who are kind of damaged sometimes sure. or, you know, hey, I'm here because, you know, I screwed everybody over and no one likes me anymore and I yeah. need to figure my shit out. Yeah. You know, there's other people, you know, who aren't that far gone, but, you know, still, you know, have some kind of like struggle. Mm-hmm. And the church, the community, I mean, that's kind of the purpose of it. You need, you know, we're asked to accept everybody, whether we do or not. It's right. another story. But yeah. but we go through these motions of mm-hmm. you're welcome. Mm-hmm. We're glad you're here. Right. You know, we want to heal. Mm-hmm. You're at, here to ask for healing. We're here to heal. Yeah. There's also a, a way in which the church pushes you out. Yeah. Makes you go out and get out of your comfort zone, too. That's right. Gives you the strength to do it. Yeah, get out and, of the pulpit. And I think that we want this. Mm-hmm. I know that when, I'm, when, I, when I see the people who are resisting mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. you know, they understand that whatever spirit, I call it the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, you know, it builds people to take action together. It, it does. Right. I mean, they you know, ask any, you know, person who's involved in these marches sure. or who wants to organize these fundraisers yeah. or who's trying to take mm-hmm. back, you know, yeah. you know, the yeah. booze, bo- bo- yeah. you know. And those folks may be very irritating. It's like, oh, my God, this person's going to ask me for something. This yeah. person's going to whatever. But, hey, how, do, how, how does the March of Progress happen? You know, these are the people yeah. that make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, uh, this <coughs> spirit, this Holy Spirit, the spirit of thankfulness yeah. is, is it, it's a tool. Yes. I mean, and it's a tool, and, uh, and I'm grateful mm-hmm. for um, the peace and grace that has been given to me sure. just as, even if it's just like, here, take this, dude, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I've got to do this for right. you here. Yeah. You know, uh, each each day, each week in church, we get up and we, you know, say the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. And everybody gets up and everybody shakes hands and touches every other person. Right. Everything stops. Mm-hmm. And it's not done until everybody has mm-hmm. greeted everyone else, looked them in the eye yeah. as best they can. Yeah. You know, embraced as warmly yeah. as they can. And what other place can that happen but church? I don't know. I don't know. I think it can happen in lots of other places. I yeah. think it's just, you know, we need to see the strength and the nurturing mm-hmm. and accept it. And we need to, once we have received it, we yeah. need to give it. Right. Um, it, it has to be uh, a, uh, a dual kind of thing. Just yeah. like, you know, when you're raised up to learn what's right, mm-hmm. you have to go express that to someone who needs to know what's right sure um, you know they don't have the strength to do it on their own yeah you know they may have been raised without empathy right you know right i know it's going to be hard to say prayers for our mm-hmm. our, our, our donald but <laughs> right we need to say prayers for our donald sure uh, that's correct you know, that's there's, correct there's, there's a darkness yeah that that doesn't seem to be um you know being illuminated there yeah and you know some people will never change. Some people will always be the way that they are. Yeah, but they're not pushing a button. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. But um, I mean, like I said, I still have faith in our in our justice system, in our in our um, in on our government. So I think there are enough people, if not in the White House, in Congress, that will make sure that um, well, America's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, getting back to, uh, I was I was watching. So the Raiders had uh, beaten. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs. It was an epic game mm-hmm. if you're into sports. But that went kind of late last night, didn't it? Yeah, there was a point where I don't know if you watched the game, but there was uh, like a guy, Marshawn Lynch, who's called Beast Mode. He's like this running back, and he's a real beefy dude. And he helped the um, the Se- Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. a couple of years back. In any case, <clears throat> he flipped out and pushed a referee. Based on those like a scrum or a fight, it wasn't really a big deal. But he just got off the bench and just pushed the referee. Hmm. And uh, it was one of those things where the announcers were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what the hell? And he got thrown out of the game. Well, and yeah. It, and so the Kansas City Chiefs. The referee okay? Yeah, the referee was fine. <laughs> but it was just one of those things where he. I'd, I'd be freaking yeah, out. He was, he was not acting on behalf of the team. He was be- acting on behalf of himself. Just impulsive. And huh? he sort of felt. Well, I'm the leader of the team, and people will back me and whatever, and he's just going to do whatever. So in any case, and the Chiefs, by the way, are considered the best team in the NFL. They beat the Patriots, who won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they had, before last night, a 5-1 and one record. One, are, are tied with Philadelphia as the best record in the NFL. And so this was a very, very important game. I'm trying to set this up yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah. So Marshall was out of the game. I think it happened in the second quarter. In the fourth quarter, it, the game was so epic, it, it went into, it, you know, the game extended beyond almost overtime. I mean, they had to, like, they were in the end zone. They kept on throwing and throwing and throwing, and it was called, you know, we scored a touchdown, then it was reversed, then it was a, then it was a fourth down, and we lost the game, and then the, the referees were like, no, 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 it's 
and there's a flag on the play. You get to play one more time. And it was like a battle. It's like, we got to win. We got to win. And finally, the Raiders scored a touchdown and won the game. And they were like, hey, team and leadership, and we all did it. Yeah. Except for Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Because he took himself out of the game. So why do I bring this up? You know, if as, as Christians, we, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't compare this to football, but, you know, we are a team. And when, when we talk about a football team or even a baseball team that is is a, considered a successful one, they talk about um, what's happening in the locker room, the leadership, the bonding. When I when I think about what makes a church better than you know what what why is a church let's say different from let's say a concert gathering or whatever. I mean anyone can cheer and yell at a concert. I said that song meant so much to <laughs> me. Right, right, exactly. But it's the bonding and it's the fellowship that we have. And a lot of people see that in, in football or in baseball, like, you know, the guys get together and then the the preacher is sort of the head coach who talks up the guys. Oh, and, and, the, and the fans, you know, in, oh, sure. in, a, in an almost absurdly <laughs> real way. Yeah. Which, folks, it's a, it's, a, it's a game. You're not in the game. Yeah, exactly. They serve themselves, you know, a critical part of this oh, team sure. as well. I mean, when the Cubs won the World Series, there were fans who were tears in their eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. But... It's like some some had long glass game with drink of lemonade. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> but you know, obviously, a great team needs everyone on the same page. And I know we talked last on the last podcast about individuality versus teamwork. <coughs> you know, of course, you could be an individual, but you are still a Christian. You know, if you signed up for Christianity, if you yeah. were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, that means you are my brother. Yeah, you are my sister. Yeah. You can be individual, but you have a responsibility. And I know, I, I, I know the hard, hard things. I don't know where we are in the hour, but I wanted to. Uh, no, we, we've got time. I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted to keep this sure. this coda at the end. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad we're talking about this because, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the what we're going to be looking at is the apostles preaching, mm -hmm. and what when you're talking about. Their spiritual leader is gone. Jesus is gone. That's right. Um, and he's only given them the lessons that they have, and the and the and the motivation that they have mm -hmm. at the time of, of his death. The rest is up to them. Mm -hmm. um, that individuality is the strength that you get. We get it from mm -hmm. our passion about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's but it's the Jesus is about the works. It's the first and second commandment. Mm -hmm. You know, the second is as important as the first. The first yeah. is to love God with all your heart, but the second is just important to love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. Um, it's a duty, mm -hmm. and it serves a purpose because you know without that community, without that caring. Mm -hmm. uh, of other people for you, right? How in how in the world are you going to function as a happy and productive and and good person, right? Without that caring from another, you know, you <coughs> say it's parenting or mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, I think it's a, I think it's within all of us to to do this. Mm -hmm. We gather together. Or I gather together. Uh, you know, in a in a in a church, in mm -hmm. a parish, because we we need each other. 
there's this big banner that says strength in numbers on, right. on the 880. Yeah. We need each other. Right. Um, without each other, we suck it. We suck by ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> and, and yet, mm-hmm. given that strength, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to with, by this community, mm-hmm. um, we can become greater. Yeah. Um, and we can be trusted mm-hmm. to go out and not be destructive sure. to ourselves right. or to others. Right. I mean, you know, uh, we, I was telling you, you know, a um, little tidbit. I don't want to take up a lot of time, but mm-hmm. this week uh, also uh, our, t- uh, our, our parish uh, musical director, mm-hmm. who's been there 12 years, uh, has yeah. decided to he's, – he's, he's leaving the church. He's yeah. leaving our church. Right. And in order to pursue more creative individual endeavors. Mm-hmm. And people are bummed. Right. I mean, really bummed because, mm-hmm. you know, he's the guy who plays the songs and mm-hmm. the hymns and, yeah. you know, and everything and kind of <coughs> holds that po- portion of the service together. And now right. what are you going to do? It's going right. to be kind of quiet. Right. There's only so much chanting, you know, people can So, but I, you know, and a lot of people are really bummed. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, he's been given, he's been buffeted by this place for 12 years, given yeah. lots of encouragement, strength, and, mm-hmm. and admiration. Yeah. And, and, and now he has the strength to do something that's probably a little frightening, right? Which is to, you know, roll out of the nest and fly, right. little bird, right? And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful sure. for both ends. Yeah, you know, you're grateful for the, the the time that he that he spent with the church. Oh yeah, you're grateful that he has an opportunity to move on and do other things. And now the real question is, who's going to step up? Who's yeah. going to be the next person? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they'll, you know, and somebody will. Yeah. He was asking me if I wanted to play, and I said, no, no, I can barely play my my, my way through anything, through chopsticks. Well, I don't know. You're, you're pretty good. I don't know how long, <laughs> how long people can take my five sure. repertoires. Yeah. <laughs> but someone who has it within their heart will be chosen. Somebody will be. Yeah. You know? yeah. But he was like, you know, when I told him thank you, he was like, well, encouraging me. And I'm like, well, you know, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think we have to watch out for extremes. And, you know, when we talk about extreme loyalty, if you're loyal to the wrong thing or if you're loyal so much so that you're just constantly being led mm. and you're not being a leader, yeah. then you're going to come and have a problem, especially when that leader goes, like yeah. whether it be Martin King or let's say your spiritual leader. Uh, yeah, or, or, or the dude who plays the music that we depend upon every week or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's going to be change. I mean, yeah. it's going to be dynamic. And I think what we need to take from it is mm-hmm. like we need to be very appreciative Exactly. Of the people around us mm-hmm. so that, you know, when our time comes, yeah. that, you know, we can have the strength to mm-hmm. stand on our own. Yeah. Because Jesus isn't here anymore. Right. Dr. King's not here anymore. Right. Uh, unless we can gather strength from one another. Yeah. And, and try to do, good, do the good works that, that these people intended. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on us. The yeah. responsibility is here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, getting back to the extremes, you know, people may get caught up in, I want to be an individual or, you know, I want to be like going back to your your tale when you were five years old. You know, your teacher brought out the the individuality of you to show how special you are and how blessed you are. Mm -hmm. And from a Christian perspective, how God has blessed you, has given you the gifts of creativity. Yeah. And then she moved away to focus on someone else. Yeah, but at that time, I was the only five-year-old there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, I was given, you know, I, that was a gift. Yeah. 
That was a gift. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I didn't, uh, you know, I'm sure she thought I was just another five-year-old who just needed a little project. Right. Yeah, I don't know if she realized what a difference it made. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So to, to put a button on it, and I know you want to get into that wonderful, wonderful. Um, I want to use that as our final prayer. Exactly. And we're, and we're coming close to it. So, well, um, but uh, just um, communication means a lot. I mean, I think that's the whole purpose of this thing. Paul, when he goes to Thessalonia, to the Romans, to the Hebrews, to the Corinthians, it's it's kind of like a salesman, you know, going to Basically. you know town to town, yeah. and he has to make you know, and it is the most important sell. I mean, he's not just selling a vacuum cleaner; mm-hmm. he's selling the word of God. He's selling Jesus Christ. He's selling the church. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't make the sell, there's no church. Yeah, you know, he, he he's failed, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we don't hear mm-hmm. about the teachings of Christ, yeah. especially at a time where there is no written word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's. So it's very, very important. And so when he finds out from the Thessalonians that they are taking in the word and they are yeah. doing good works and they are building the church, he is thankful. Mm-hmm. And he lets I mean, them yeah. know. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you're right. It's not without motive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just saying you're active, God's active, he's empowering, he's mm-hmm. encouraging, he's persistent. Yeah. You know, and, and. You know, there, there's a motive there. That's yeah. basically, as, we, as, as we get into this more and as we go further, yeah. I'm a newbie. <laughs> I'm learning about Paul. Right. And so yeah. I have more things to say about sure. Paul. Did but you want to have a closing prayer or did you want to do uh, this? Um, oh, oh, yeah, there you go. You, yeah, uh, you I, got it. I, I, want, I, I introduced you to this, and this was introduced to me by Father uh, Justin Cannon this week, and mm-hmm. it was really beautiful. And I thought we might say this to everyone Absolutely. At, at the end. So this is a... Quotation uh, from uh, Saint Teresa of Avila, or Avila, also called Saint Teresa of Jesus, who was a prominent Spanish mystic and Carmelite nun, mm-hmm. and writer of the Counter uh, Reformation. Mm. So, this is attributed to her. Uh, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which He looks, compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are the body. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. And that's it. That, that really sums it up. It's, it's us. If we don't do the work of God, and we are the body... We are the feet. We are the voice. If we don't do the work of God, then he doesn't, he doesn't exist. He, he's, he's just not there. As far as the gifts, if we don't do the work, there are no gifts of God. But you got it. You, you've got the eyes. You've got the hands. You've got the feet. You've got it. Yeah, that's right. You've got what you need. Yeah. And, and we're all depending upon you. That's right. That that is an awesome, awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Close it out in prayer. That's it. That's the prayer. That's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you can find uh, you gotta have faith on the um, on the iTunes uh, on the. Yeah, let me pull up my little blurb. I thought I memorized it. You can find you gotta have faith on the Apple Podcast app and on all iPhones and iPod pads. Uh, you can also find. You gotta have faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes and click on the store, 
on the upper um, and use the search engine on the upper left hand side and search for You Gotta Have Faith, you will find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app and search for You Gotta Have Faith. And that is it. Thank you so much, right. man. Thank <laughs> you, Ed. All right. As always. All right. You did it again. Yeah. And we are out. Oh.